2: you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on May 14th, 1952, Now, George, what is the secret word, ladies and gentlemen? The secret
0: word tonight is age. A G E. Don't get personal, (laughs) gentlemen. Really? You bet your (laughs) life. 6,000 DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in you Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only...
3: What's he doing now? Oh, that's me. Well, here I am again with $6,000 for one of our couples tonight. We've gone this high only once before. I've been that high many times, but... Yeah. Well, it's a lot of money. Maybe somebody will win it tonight, huh? Let's hope so.
0: Groucho, uh, just before we went on the air, uh, we selected an aircraft worker and a man with an interesting job to be on the show, and here they come. Miss Betty Dormont, Mr. Jerry Hoffman. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome,
3: folks. For the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word. <laughs> it's something you always have with you. Let's see you now. Miss Betty uh, Dormont and Mr. Jerry Hoffman, eh? Betty, uh, may I ask your age? Yes, I'm 24. 24, huh? How long have you been 24? <laughs>
4: About 24 years.
3: That's a good answer, anyhow. It's baffling, but it's a good answer. <laughs> Mr. Jerry Hoffman, where are you from, uh, Mr. Hoffman? Originally
5: from the Bronx, New York. Gotcha. Well, but uh, I've been here for 26 years. Oh, well, then you're practically a native son, huh? Eh? Yes. You still root for the Bronx Bombers? Uh, no, I don't pay much attention to baseball. You don't, huh? No. You mean in other words, you root for Cincinnati? <laughs>
3: now, I understand you have a very interesting job, ju- uh, uh, Jerry. What, just what is it?
5: Well, I am in public relations, Mr. Marks. Oh. Uh, just
3: how public are your relations?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's commonly called a press agent, Trey.
3: Right? Oh, you're a press agent, huh? Eh? Yes, sir. Well, a press agent can be pretty common. All
5: right? What kind of agents do you address? Uh, well, I'm with Columbia Pictures, uh, Are they in still the... in business? Or? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, very much so. was a picture called The Marrying Kind, approved.
3: What is it called?
5: The Marrying Kind with uh, uh, Judy Holliday and a new star, Aldo Ray.
3: Oh, that sounds like it
5: ought to be a pretty good picture. It's huh? a wonderful picture. Didn't
3: Bert Granite have something to do with he it? He produced it. Oh, well, he's a nice, nice fellow. Yes, my very clever man.
5: I will, thank you. Yes.
3: And you can have him, too, as it? As...
6: <laughs> now, uh,
3: Betty, do you mind if I talk to you for a while?
6: No, sir. I'd be happy to talk to you.
3: You would, huh? I didn't mean right here. I was thinking of uh, later on.
6: uh, (laughs) Perhaps
3: after the show. uh... (laughs) Well, enough of that kind of thinking. eh? (laughs) Where do you work, Betty?
4: Uh, I work at Douglas Aircraft in the inspection department.
1: Well, uh, what do you do in the... What do you do there?
4: Well, briefly, uh, we inspect inspectors.
3: (laughs) What does the inspector inspect while you're inspecting the inspector?
6: <laughs> I guess my needle's
3: stuck, huh?
4: <laughs> well, he inspects the airplanes. And, we and how
3: much wood does a woodchuck chuck have a woodchuck <laughs>
4: woodchuck? <laughs> wood <laughs> uh, he inspects the airplanes, and we sort of follow him and pick up the squawks that he writes about the airplane.
3: Are you allowed to take any of these home with you? <laughs> what do you do with these reports that you make?
4: Well... We compile them in statistics, and then they graph them in the front office. In front.
3: You say there's graph in the front
4: office?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me that's why they
3: need the inspector. Now, yeah? <laughs> uh, uh, Jerry, uh, I'll call you Jerry. Huh? Please do. Kind of formal. Huh? Now, Jerry, I'm curious. You give new actors the big buildup. Now, pretend Betty here has just signed a contract, and she's brand new. Nobody ever heard of her. Now, well, what would you do with her?
5: Well, that's a Meaning large question, order, but uh, not too large, considering that the girl has a lot of natural charm and a lot of natural attractiveness. Uh, they might want to change her hair. This is a matter for the front office to decide. Is that where they change it uh, in the front uh, office? <laughs> <laughs> well, they make the decisions on, gla- on the glamour treatment. I see. But uh, we may also suggest some changes. The uh, basic job for the publicity department would be to make her uh, name a household word. You mean uh, like Drano? Uh, <laughs>
6: A
3: very nice couple, and I, I think you're going to be very happy together. <laughs> and I'd like to go on talking to you two all night, but uh, we have so much money at stake tonight that we've got to get on with this. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $6,000 question. Right now, I'd like you to devote your attention to an important announcement.
0: Take the five-mile trial.
4: Take the five-mile trial.
0: Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has mapped out a five-mile trial course through stop-and-go traffic, over rough roads and out on the open highway. A stern test for any car. And he invites you to get behind the wheel and drive the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 over this course so you can discover for yourself all the great new DeSoto features. As you drive along, you'll be able to feel the great power of the exciting new Fire Dome V8 engine. Power with smoothness never before achieved in any car you'll feel the sure stopping power of DeSoto power brakes. In parking, and out on the highway, too, you'll feel new ease in steering. Why, DeSoto's sensational new full-power steering takes literally all the effort out of steering, makes turning the wheels as easy as dialing a phone. So tomorrow, stop at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and ask to take the five-mile trial in either the exciting new 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or the famous DeSoto Powermaster 6. Find out why the new DeSoto is America's most talked-about new car. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars.
3: All right, now, let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, Firedome Fenneman? Yes. This is Fire Firedome uh. uh Tell them the rules.
0: You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $6,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show.
3: Clear? Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. From our list of 20 categories, you selected scrambled proverbs. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 1990
4: 1990 or
2: 50, Mr. Martin? Where? Huh?
5: 1950. 1950? 1950. She would like
3: 1950. All right. What is this proverb? Where there is no speculation, there is no increase in value.
5: Uh, no, uh, no risk, no,
6: uh... There's no increase in value. Oh, dearie. Uh, there is well, no,
3: uh, no speculation, there's no increase in... Value.
5: Well, there is no speculation, there is no increase in value. Uh, no, no risk? Isn't Change that Oh, dear.
6: Oh, oh,
5: I know you know it
3: too. Wow. You you were oh, hanging right around it, Jerry. It's a nothing ventured, nothing, nothing, game, nothing uh?
6: gained. Yes.
3: Oh. Well, that's too bad. You um, now have fifty cents. Oh,
6: don't, don't get discouraged.
3: The big money is the six thousand dollars. One week we had a couple here that won the big uh, the chance of the big money, and they won one dollar. So I don't want you to get discouraged. Remember, you're going for 6000 Now, how much are you going to bet this time? For $0.50. Cent, <laughs> huh? The whole thing. Yes. Whole thing. All right, what is this proverb? It is inadvisable to peer into the oral cavity of a gratuitous equine. Never look it a gift horse, horse in the mouth. Too. That's right, that's right. That's a much one. Well, you're climbing again. You have uh, $1 now. All right, now, how much are you going to bet?
5: Two dollars. One dollar. Uh, One dollar. <laughs>
3: She's going to borrow a dollar from Mr. Harper. What is this, proverb? During the absence of the domesticated feline, the rodents cavort. When the cat's That's away the mice Absolutely life. right. Huh? You now have two dollars. is your last chance to be the other couple. How much are you going to go $2. for? Two dollars. The whole $2. thing. All right. What is this, proverb? A revolving boulder will not accumulate lichen. Rolling, Rolling stone. Gathers stone. no more. <laughs>
0: Well, they wound up with four dollars, Groucho. Nobody
3: leaves here with four dollars. I'm gonna give you one question for twenty one dollars, which will give you a total of twenty five. Now get this right and no coaching, please. It's a tough question. You ready? How many layers in a three layer cake? <laughs> three Right, three layers is right. Put it yeah. in, sorry. You yeah. it there. Thank you. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers.
0: We invited some insurance men to the program tonight, Groucho, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Ross Harrison. His partner is a housewife. This is Lucy Rankin. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to Your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide a hundred dollars. It's a common word,
3: something you always have with you. Mr. Ross Harrison, you're the, you're the insurance man, eh? I could tell, I could tell you were insurance man because you've got one foot in the microphone already, huh?
5: Eh? <laughs>
6: Now uh, Mrs.
3: Lucy Rankin, uh, you're you're the housewife. Where, where were you born, Lucy?
4: Canary Islands.
3: Is that so? Uh-huh. Could you fly a few times around the room?
4: <laughs> where where
3: are the Canary Islands, Lucy? Off Morocco. You're off your rocket, did you say?
6: <laughs>
3: Lucy, I'm not interested in your personal peculiarities.
6: <laughs> At this
3: point, I just want to know where you were from. Canary Islands. Canary Islands. Mm-hmm. Did you meet Admiral Byrd down there?
6: <laughs>
4: How did you
3: happen to be born in the Canary Islands when there were so many other places to be born in? <laughs> were you throwing a wing ding at the time?
4: <laughs> no, my father was a mining engineer on the Gold Coast of Africa.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Canary Islands are rather close.
3: Oh, are they? hmm well, I thought the Canary Islands was near where Columbus came when he... Uh... He did. Well, that wasn't near Africa, was it? hmm is that so? Mm-hmm. I'd better, I better go back to school again. Huh? <laughs> i get everything mixed up. Now, Lucy, we've never had anybody on the show before who was born on the Canary Islands. Were you born in the regular manner, or did you hatch?
6: <laughs> well,
4: regular manner, I guess. My mother uh, was American, and uh, the doctor was Spanish, and she couldn't speak any Spanish, and he couldn't speak any English. But I was born, anyhow.
3: Lucy, that could have been disastrous. (laughs) That Spanish doctor could have taken out your mother's (laughs) appendix. (laughs) Then where would you be? (laughs) Riddle me that. (laughs) Well, you're real cute, Lucy.
6: You
3: look like a nice guy. Are you married? Sure. Skip it. (laughs)
6: <laughs> Lucy,
3: since you were born in the Canary Islands, what kind of a citizen are you? Are you uh, American, or are you, are you a Canary?
4: <laughs> well,
3: according I to... I thought you'd be more yellow.
4: <laughs>
3: are you American or Canary?
4: Well, according to Spanish law, any child born in the Spanish territory is a Spaniard.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: But
4: my mother refused to register me, have me registered as Spanish, and he refused to register me as English. So I'm miscellaneous.
6: LAUGHTER
3: You mean you were miscellaneous before you were married. <laughs> now you're miscellaneous. <laughs> well, let's talk to you, Mr. Harrison, about insurance. Looks like you could stand a little yourself after that oh. cough you just threw there.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you better take
3: out fire and theft on that lung of yours. <laughs> now. now before we go any further, I, I want to make it plain that I don't want to buy any insurance. Is that clear, Mr. Harrison? I don't want to sell any insurance don't want to sell you any insurance. I see. You regard me as a bad risk, eh? <laughs> I don't sell insurance. I just either. make why don't, you sell, why don't you want to sell me insurance? I don't sell insurance. I just make adjustments. Well, could you do something to my back <laughs> oh, <my> back.
6: <bike. laughs> what kind of adjustments
3: do you make? Uh, we uh,
1: investigate all kinds of accidents, determine liability, and attempt to make a settlement.
3: Well, like what, for example? You'd have to be more specific. (laughs) What kind of crooked hanky panky do you get involved in, in George? (laughs) Joe?
1: Nefarious. You would be surprised how many aches and pains we can cure when we dispense that long green folding money. People recover so rapidly. It has charms to soothe the savage beast. (laughs) The most healing
3: bomb in the world. I thought you looked a little shifty the minute you walked in here. Now, I don't want to be insulting, but how is it you're not in jail, Mr. Harrison? (laughs) I don't commit the embezzlements. I only investigate them. Oh, I see. What makes you suspicious in the first place? Do you just automatically regard everybody as a crook and and work from there? A good claims adjuster is
1: almost clairvoyant. He can read a man by his shifty eyes, his nervous motions, his
3: mannerisms of speech. Well, I'm glad I don't fit that description. But in case you think I do, just remember, it takes a crook to catch a crook. I want to thank every crook in the audience. Well, you're a, you're a mighty interesting couple. And I want to give you a chance to win some real money. But before I do, I want to remind you to take a ride in the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8. Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other covers, you'll get a chance at the $6,000. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but Mr. Fenneman is going to remind our listeners.
0: The publicity man and his partner won $4, and the secret word is age.
3: All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can bid you 20 bucks. Here, there are common expressions that you have heard and used many times. I'll give you a keyword, and you'll give me the whole expression. For example, if I said proud, you would reply as a peacock. Proud as a peacock. Is that clear? I don't know why you picked such an involved category. All right, here's your first question. How much of the $20 will you try? Talk up. What do you think?
1: Mm, $19.80. Honey, you're going for broke. (laughs)
3: $19.80?
1: Is that all right with you, uh, Mr. Harris? I don't agree with her. I'm conservative. I'm an insurance adjuster. All right. Let's put 5 on.
4: Oh, no.
1: Then go for broke. All right, time's a waste, kids. Come
4: on. Why logs. don't you
3: compromise Let's and go for broke?
4: What? Twenty? Twenty. Okay.
3: You're going for the whole twenty? Okay, here we go. The word is wise. What's the rest of the expression? Wise? As an owl. Wise as an owl is right.
6: <laughs>
3: Off to a great start. You have forty dollars. Remember you going for six thousand dollars, Knight. How much of the forty dollars are you gonna try this time?
4: Thirty nine seventy five? <laughs> Thirty-nine
3: seventy-five. Is that? It? Thirty-nine seventy-five. Thirty-nine seventy-five. The white is pretty. What is the rest of the expression? Pretty as a, as a picture. That's right. Pretty as a picture.
0: You now have seventy-nine dollars
3: seventy-five cents. Is a bad question. How much of the seventy-nine seventy-five are you going to risk? Seventy-nine. Go ahead. Seventy-nine. The white is stubborn. What's the rest of the expression? Stubborn. As a mule. Stubborn as a mule is right. You now have 158 dollars seventy-five cents. It's your last chance to be the other couples. How much are you gonna go for?
6: All right.
1: Shoot the work. Shoot
3: the work. All right. The word is flat. What's the rest of the expression? Flat? As a pancake. That's right. Flat as a pancake. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like wait a I, minute. I haven't got it added up yet. <laughs> oh, why don't we kidding? Give
0: them the $6,000. No,
3: you'll wind wow. up with a grand total of $317.50. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers.
0: We have a married couple for you, Groucho. They were a married a... around, did you say? No, we have a married couple oh. for you. They were selected from our studio audience just before we went on the air uh, because they have some interesting experiences, to tell you. Mr. and Mrs. Cornelia Smith, meet Groucho Marx.
3: Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. Say the secret word and you'll win $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mr. and Mrs. Cornelia Smith, huh? No use flirting with you. You're married already, eh? (laughs) huh Let's see, Mr. And Mrs. Cornelius Smith, and you're married, uh, Mr. Smith, what's your first name? Grace. Well, you're very attractive. May I ask how, how old you are? Thirty. Thirty. Well, you don't look it. And you're married to Mr. Smithy? Yes. Cornelius. Oh, come now. I can't call you Cornelius. What shall I call you? Everybody calls me Corny. <laughs> That's a coincidence. That's what everybody calls me, too. <laughs> now, where are you from? Corney Corny Island? No, I was born in Fort Wachuka, down on the Mexican border. I beg your pardon. Fort Buchanan. Fort. Wach- uh, have you tried antihistamine?
4: <laughs>
3: Gracie, uh, you have very pretty teeth. <laughs> that a girl. Now, where's your birthplace?
4: Baguio, Luzon.
3: You sound like you're in worse shape than he is.
4: <laughs>
3: Baguio, Luzon. How did you? Uh, how do you explain your birthplace? Uh... Mrs. Smith?
4: uh, My father was a major in the Army and stationed in the Philippines.
3: Oh, I see. Now, Connie, where do you explain, how do you explain where you were born?
7: Well, my father was in the Army, too, and uh, he was stationed at Fort Wachuca. My mother was there too. (laughs) That comes in pretty handy.
3: How long did you live in that fort, Connie?
7: About a year, Groucho, and then we went down to South America to uh, Venezuela and to Colombia. And then back up to Camp Meade, and then to Camp Bullis, and then to uh, Fort Sam Houston, and then to uh, Fort Bliss.
3: Your father certainly kept moving. He must have been a private, was he? No, he was a colonel. Well, sometimes those colonels have to keep moving even faster than the private. (laughs) If they don't, they might get drafted. I mean, for active duty. (laughs) Corny, with all that Army background, I'm surprised you're you not a general. How, how come you didn't join the Army?
7: Well, oh, I went in the Marine Corps instead, Groucho.
3: You learned more about the Army than I thought you did, huh? Where did you bump into this charmer here? I met her in
7: Dauron, Saudi Arabia.
3: That's up in Oregon,
6: isn't
7: it? Well, that's in the Middle East,
3: Groucho. Oh, yes, near Muncie, Indiana. I'm uh... <laughs> Now, quit stalling, Corny. Where,
7: where did you meet Grace? Oh, I met her in Arabia. Uh, I was doing engineer work for the, uh, one of the oil companies out there, and uh, she was the secretary of the president of the company.
3: Ar- Arabia is a strange country, Corny, isn't it, for a couple of Americans? What did you do for entertainment
7: over there? Pretty much the same thing you do over here.
3: <laughs> now, don't tell me you play canasta every night. <laughs> You better explain that, uh, Corny. Well, I mean, they have uh... what happened. <laughs> That's
6: well, they, have...
3: Data. they don't say that anymore. They say, "How about that?" And
7: they have movies, tennis court, swimming pool, lots of parties going all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, those Arabian nights aren't so bad, you know.
6: How are the
3: daytimes?
4: Huh? <laughs> uh,
3: not too good. Where did you get married?
4: In Cairo, Egypt.
3: Oh, well, that sounds and, like. And uh,
4: then we went to. Uh... Europe on our honeymoon.
3: Mm-hmm. Did you? Where did you go in Europe?
4: Oh, we went to Greece. Go behind the iron to, curtain? Uh, yeah. No, and to France and Italy and others. I don't remember them all.
3: You don't remember where you were? Well, I would say you had a real nice honeymoon. Uh.
4: <laughs>
3: Do you remember where you went, Connie? Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> American men are so romantic. That's what Jaja Zsa, Zsa Gabor says. <laughs> well, Grace, now that you're back in America, what sort of work are you, uh, you and Corny doing?
4: Why, he's doing uh, sculpture in ceramics. He uh, does American Indians and Navajos or uh, oh. Kachina dolls, little figurines about so high.
3: Mm-hmm. Is there anything like tangerines?
4: <laughs> no.
3: Well, what do people do with these things after they buy them besides dust them?
4: Oh, they put them on uh, sideboards and boards, and on whatnot shelves.
3: Wait a minute, what's a whatnot shelf? Eh?
4: Why, it's. Uh, Is
3: work. that a shelf made out of a whatnot?
4: <laughs> Anything, I guess you don't know a name for it, you just call it a whatnot.
3: Well, I don't have a name for that, don't I? <laughs> Why do people want these whatnots?
4: Well, they make uh, good conversation pieces. It gives people something to talk about.
3: They, you mean they're not content to talk about taxes and the war and the election, United Nations, or silly stuff like that, eh? <laughs> They'd rather lose themselves in whatnots. I don't believe it. Who'd be silly enough to talk about a whatnot?
4: Well, we've been talking about them for a few minutes now.
6: <laughs>
3: Did you know that a camel can go eight days without a joke?
6: <laughs> and this is a
3: shining example. <laughs> Well, you make a charming and, and a pretty witty couple, and I'd like to continue talking to you two, but it's time to play your bet your life for a chance at the $6,000. Now, you run your 20 bucks into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners. You look like a pretty smart couple. You.
0: The lady from the Canary Islands and the insurance man lead with $317.50.
3: Here we go. Let's see how high I can bet you $20. You selected largest cities of the countries of the world. You ought to be pretty good at that after that honeymoon you had, corny. <laughs> Here's your first question. How much will you bet? talk up. Don't keep it a secret. 1999.
0: 1999.
6: What is the largest city in Chile? Santiago. Santiago is right.
0: Well, you're on your way. You have thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Remember
3: you're going for six thousand bucks a night. How much of the thirty nine ninety nine are you gonna bet? Okay. Thirty nine ninety
7: eight.
3: What is the largest city in Morocco? Casablanca Casablanca is right You have $79.97 Is your third question? How much of that are you going to bet? Shoot the words Shoot the words? All right What is the largest city in Romania? Bucharest Bucharest is right
0: You have $159.94 And is your last chance
3: to beat the other couples How much are you going to go for?
4: All of it. Let's go. All
3: of it. All of it. All right. What is the largest city in Switzerland?
7: Talk it over. It's either Baron or Zurich.
0: Zurich. Zurich is right. And you'll wind up with $319.88, and that means that you people, in just one minute... Get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $6,000. Here's a good tip for all of us car owners to keep in mind as we look forward to another busy season of summer driving. Make safe driving a habit. Check your car. Check accidents. May is vehicle maintenance month. And there's no better place to take your car for a safety inspection than a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here, highly skilled mechanics trained in factory methods will see to it that your car gets a complete safety checkup. Brakes, headlights, wheels, tires, steering, windshield wipers, glass, horn, muffler, and exhaust. They'll see that everything is done to make your car safe and sound for the thousands of happy miles of driving ahead of you. And you'll be pleasantly surprised when you find how little this costs. Remember, make safe driving a habit. Check your car. Check accidents. Drive in where you see the familiar sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And now, here's our winning couple, Groucho, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth. I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> $6, the $6,000 question. Come on in, folks.
3: Well, maybe that honeymoon came in pretty handy. <coughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have known all those cities. Here we go for $6,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully, and please no help from the audience. Here it is. If you'll remember, nectar was the drink of the gods on Olympus. For $6,000, tell me, what was the fabulous food of the gods? That ensured them strength, power, beauty, and immortality. Talk it over. All right, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Ambrosia. Ambrosia's right. That's right, you win $6,000. Come on back. Plus, how much? Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. They won $6,000, and how much in the quiz, George? Oh, I've completely forgotten oh, yeah. that. Uh, $319.88. That makes $6,398.63. No, right? but it's close. <laughs> Sixty-three nineteen eighty-eight. dollars Is that right? No. No, well, how Yes. Much? <laughs> I'm happy. Benjamin, you're fired.
6: That's huh? <laughs>
3: Get your fight, old mate, and get out of here. (laughs) Well, uh, what are you going to do with all that swag, kids?
7: No honeymoon? uh, I think maybe so. We've always wanted to go down to British East Africa and Nairobi and Kenya and Tanganyika. We haven't been down there yet. Yeah, well, give them my regards.
6: (laughs) Well, congratulations
3: from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Thank you.
0: Here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Make safe driving a habit. Check your car. Check accidents. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.
1: are listening to i love old time radio with
2: your host virtual vinny welcome back well it finally happened that six grand finally went out and it went to a couple so no splitting that money what a great way to end the month of january and that's going to conclude our show here on i love old time radio this program can be heard on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For Patreon members, you can listen tomorrow to the latest episode of the Vintage Radio Club, a light comedy about a small-town girl who finds romance in the world of big city publishers. It's from the MGM Theater of the Air, and it's called Three Loves as Nancy. For I Old Time this is Virtual Vinny signing off.